Hi! Welcome to a podcast of Smut and Dragons, where two MILFs talk about books that have dragons, smut, and sometimes both. Please note that neither of these MILFs claim to be experts in literature, but we are experts on vibes. We may occasionally spoil an extremely minor plot point, but we'll keep it to the first few chapters. Honestly, if it really bothers you that much, are you okay? Is everything alright at home? You can tell us, bestie. We love you. Oh, wow. really bad cheer did they you know i was a cheerleader i was also a cheerleader for a year you were a cheerleader for a year i was yeah. a cheerleader for a semester oh how was your cheerleading experience uh <laughs> it was in high school um i was on jv cheerleading and i took like cheerleading like tumbling classes and stuff outside of school um not super great um the <laughs> the coach that they got that year for jv was in like cop training and oh, she good. was like 21 good and 21? she yeah and she bullied me Ooh. like she literally bullied me for like basically for being autistic and for <laughs> basically for being autistic and um i would like when we had games, I would, like, go home on the bus and, like, make myself food and, like, bring it back. And I would, like, bring, like, an egg salad sandwich. Yeah. And they would all, like, make fun of me. For eating an for egg For eating sal- an egg salad sandwich. Don't like, egg love- salad is, like, stinky or something. It's egg salad. Don't and you love teenagers? One time my mom made scones and she said, bring these to, like, let, you know, to have. And I brought them and, like, was handing them out. And they were, like, making fun of me for bringing scones. Then my mom, I was 14. Don't you love the nuance of teenager bullying? And it was, like, it was, no, it was really just the coach and, like, a couple of other people, like, playing up to her. Good God. Um, but, like, there were people on the varsity squad who were, like, you should still try out next year. Maybe you'll get on varsity and it'll be better. And you were like, I and they were like, like and they were, and they were a lot nicer to me. But I was like, I would actually rather be in the musical. I care more about that. Yeah. Um, Theater people are always more accepting, anyway. I would. I care more about that, so I'm gonna do that instead. I I very much appreciate you being so nice and trying to get me to 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 try again. Uh, but yeah, like when it's bad enough that like the girls on the varsity squad are like, it'll be better. It'll be better when that's you're bad. up here with us. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. bad. It's pretty bad. And it was the coach. Anyway. For me, I did it for a semester and I was really good because I was a dancer. Yeah. I had dance training, um, but it also was conflicting with my dance schedule. That was a problem. But also the girls didn't like me because I was good. Yeah. (laughs) Such a problem. Yeah. I couldn't remember all the cheers. They were, they were, they were too many and I couldn't remember the words. Um, Yeah. And... Oh, she would also haze me, but because she knew I wouldn't remember. And so she'd pick obscure ones and put me in the Good front God. so I couldn't even look at people. What else did she do? Oh, there was one time we were doing conditioning. We were doing laps. And I was, like, running laps faster. And she was like, you should have just done track. You would have been better at it. Who is this 
Well, she was 21. She was so 21 and a bully to children. <laughs> she was 21 and bullying a 14-year-old. What do you think about the fact? I mean, just in general, the fact that teachers... This is a long tangent. I'm sorry. Everyone, but <laughs> when you think about the fact that teenagers or, or people... College students can basically graduate and then start teaching children at like 21, 22 years old. That is wild. Yeah. That is and, wild. And the thing is, she was a 21-year-old coaching JV cheerleading, bullying 14-year-olds, <laughs> and she was in a cop training program to be a police officer. Yeah, so there's many things to unravel. Here. Anyway, abolish the police. <laughs> ACAB is basically what I'm saying. Welcome to Abolish the Police podcast. <laughs> welcome, welcome to a podcast of Abolish the Police. Uh, <laughs> um, no, welcome to a podcast of Sweat and Dragons. I'm yeah, Maggie. And I'm Jillian. We're going to be talking about books, not cheerleading, or being bullied. Um, but this is why... We might talk about being bullied. We might talk about being bullied. It's fine. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you weren't bullied, good for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for you. I really am happy for you. I don't know how you went so far unscathed, um, but maybe you were the bully. I don't know. Maybe you were the bully. If you were the bully. Anyway. Anyway. Um, thank you so much for coming to our podcast today. We're going to talk about books and um, not being bullied anymore. Because <laughs> I'm uh, totally over it. Because we're totally over it. Um, and we're not in therapy. And we're not. We're not in therapy. Can't afford it. <laughs> Um, okay, so who's going to go first? Here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Crap. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, you get to go first. Okay. So, um, what we're going to talk about today, what I'm going to talk about today, is The Witch Slayer by Opal Rain. We're going back to Opal Rain for a different series. This book is about a girl named Amalia. She lives um, sort of secluded in the woods and she does magic like mostly like little potions and like healing magic Cute. sort of secretly but she like goes in the village and she's like a healer and she's just like really good at healing but they mm-hmm. don't know that it's because she's doing magic on them. She's okay. like secretly. But then people have to sacrifice to the dusk walker? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> Sorry. This is a- <laughs> no, 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 no. Different one. Okay. Different one. Different one. Um, So then she's, like, in her house one night, and it's, like, really raining and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, something, like, flies into her window. And she's, like, what is this? And she, like, goes outside to grab it. And it's, like, this very sickly, like, very hurt little lizard with, like, wings. And it's very combative. It just does not like being handled. Um, And she puts it in, like, a little birdcage. And she starts, like, you know, trying to nurse it back to health and, and fix it up. And it takes a while, but eventually she is able to sort of nurse it back to health. Um, and this whole time, her cat that sort of comes and goes, it's not really her cat, it's like a cat, like a stray cat that sort of comes and goes. Every time it comes in, it's trying to eat this fucking lizard thing and they have fights and she's like, get out of here. Um, what color is the cat? Fuck if I remember. Um, I want to say it's an orange cat, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay, good. Um, I, I just needed to know. I'm not 100% sure. I could be wrong on that. But, yeah. So she gets this thing um, back to health. And then she, like, releases it. And it, like, goes away. 
And then later that day, she starts to hear like basically a mob forming, like coming to her house because they like found out she's doing, the villagers like found out that she's doing magic. Oh no. And um, they're coming to attack her. So then a dragon comes back to save her. <gasps> a dragon? And it was the lizard. We got a dragon, folks. He had like shrunk himself because of his injuries. Oh, and, and he had like, the wings. And, I didn't even think and about he, that. And, but he hated it because dragons hate witches. Oh. They are very um, opposed because most witches are bad. Okay. It is very, very rare, if at all, okay. to come across a white witch. Um, which is what Amalia is. Although she doesn't know that that's what it's called. She just knows that she's not supposed to do dark magic. Um, because it's not good. Did she just discover that she could do magic? (laughs) No. I believe her family taught her or her mother taught her at least. Um, but they're both gone now for whatever reason. Okay. Um, and so she gets saved by this dragon. Um, but she was very hurt. They were like about to, they were like burning her at the stake. Um, And he takes her back to his lair and witch magic and dragon magic are like very different and her, all her wounds are burns and he's like, I can fix burns but it's gonna be bad. Um, Very painful because essentially I have to rewind the burn and make you you experience the burn all over again um but she's not conscious to really have this conversation with him so he's like i just i I gotta do what i gotta do reverses her but all of this time he's very upset that he's even helping a witch he's like but he feels obligated because she because they're because she saved him he feels obligated to save her um and then he's like but once i save her debt paid Okay. She's out and she can figure out whatever the fuck on her own. I'll probably kill her later. Okay. Um, because he's the witch slayer. Um, and... Now, can you paint me a picture? Well, no, no, no. Continue what you're saying and then paint me a picture of what he looks like. So, he takes her back to his lair to fix her wounds. Sort of rewinds her burns because her feet were like basically gone. <laughs> like it was really bad. And um, fixes her and she's like unconscious and she's like really out of it and he's like perfect. And then he picks her up and he takes her out and he's like I'm just going to like take her out of my lair and bring her somewhere else. But then she opens her eyes before they are out of the lair. And he's like oh, fuck cuz he can't let her leave now that she's seen his lair. Oh no. Um and he's like, but I'm not going to kill her because that's a waste of everything I just fucking did. So he, very upset about it, very begrudgingly, brings her inside. And he's like, you have to stay here now forever. <gasps> and she's like, but I don't like want to do that. And he's like, well, what do you, you should have kept your fucking eyes closed, bitch. Like, I didn't want to keep you here. I really don't want to be around you. I... I'm very upset about the fact that I'm now going to have to share my space with you. Um, forced proximity. We oh, love it. Oh, no. um, And, yeah, it's this very tempestuous relationship where she now is living in his house and he does not like that. And she doesn't like it and she would like to leave, but she can't. Oh, my God. Great um, word choice. Tempestuous, by the way. I Am I word using it right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a very large purple dragon okay very um like a dragon okay full dragon but he can change his size 
and he can change it to a human form. Okay. But he doesn't most of the time. He lives most of the time in his dragon form, especially because ew, gross. Yeah, I don't want to do. Anything I'm a with fucking. You. I'm a fucking dragon. I'm a beautiful, majestic dragon. I'm a beautiful, I- majestic dragon, and witches are gross and bad, and they try to kill us a lot for our parts. That's the thing is that bad witches are really, really empowered by the use of dragon parts as spell components. Oh, wow. Like dragon's blood, dragon scales, yeah. dragon's teeth, all of the, like, dragon wings, like, and they will kill dragons yeah. to dismantle them and use them for their magic and empower themselves. Yeah. Um, which is why dragons are so opposed to witches. Also, never mind. I'm not going to get into that. Um, but, yeah. So, like, enemies to lovers, forced proximity, um between a dragon and a human witch person all of the tropes tropes. that we love i know okay he he hates her on principle and she's like spent so much like like not like i'm sitting here trying to convince you that i'm actually good but like i've never done anything bad yeah (laughs) yeah all I've ever done is nice things. And he's like, but you're a witch, so you suck. And she's like, whatever. I'll just exist. And he's like, but don't leave. Don't go in there and don't go through my shit. And she's like, that's, what the fuck else am I supposed yeah. to do? So I'm just going to directly disobey you because what the fuck are you going to do? What? And and he's like, and he's like, I could kill you. And she's like, you could. <laughs> you really and, and could. And yet here I stand, <laughs> undead. Um, what a little brat. I, and I love that. Um, <laughs> he's so grumpy and mm-hmm. she's so sweet, but also she'll fucking stand her ground. Um, and yeah, and the story progresses and has some spine. And they never touch ever. No, they, they touch. Uh, no, they, they go touch. on and become enemies for life. No, they touch. <laughs> they touch quite a bit. Um, there is a little bit of misunderstandings. Okay. Um, some of which are more painful than others. Okay. Um, there's one sort of at the climax, which is very painful, but does resolve quickly. Okay. Um, and there are a couple sort of along the way that are more like, ah, but I got over it, you know? Okay. You know how I feel about a misunderstanding. Yeah. And like, like they didn't communicate fully what was going on. Yeah. Or... And like, because they have such like different backgrounds and like, they're so like, sort especially him is so fundamentally opposed yeah. to her. Like the attraction and stuff that starts to grow between them is very resented. And, sh- and she starts to feel like, he's like using her and he's like, I'm doing this basically against, uh, against my will and better judgment. Mm-hmm. And, um, it gets a little ugly in the middle there. Um, but it resolves and it's fine. And, and the way the story ends, I thought was pretty satisfying and tied up. Um, now hear me out. Do they fucking dragon for him? no i knew it i knew (laughs) so so most of the time it was in human form all of it until after the climax and the end and then she's like what like (laughs) no and he can change his size 
No, he can't change his size. So he changed his size to be more reasonable. And um, because he can't, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I knew there was a twist. (laughs) And, you know, I wasn't mad at it. I believe there was nodding. If you're into that sort of thing. Honey, do you not know what nodding is? Don't tell me. I'll look it up. No. <laughs> okay, so so nodding is when sometimes people with a monster penis have as one has have a knot which is like a protrusion at the base of their penis that is girthier than the rest of it. And so it allows for some friction. Well, it's harder to take. If you want to take all of it. And then generally after a climax is reached, it swells and cannot be removed for a period of time. Okay. (laughs) I believe there was nodding. I'm not 100% sure. How do you not remember that detail? It was was a minute ago that I read it. Um, And sometimes sometimes nodding (laughs) scenes... Sometimes nodding scenes in monster romances are like more focused on the and now they're stuck together for, you know, some time. And sometimes it's more about taking it. Okay. Did she take it? You tell me. <laughs> You're going to have to find, read it. I've never out. read one where they couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, okay. Great. So that that happens. Yeah. I uh, great. I love it. That's that happens. Great. Um and that was one of the things on the TikToks. They were like he fucks in dragon form. And I was like, no he doesn't. <laughs> no. And they were like he does. And I was like, there's all right. Like a, there's like hand a it over. Twist. Give me the book. Let's, <laughs> give let's, it to me. Give it to me. I'll I'll I'll, I'll sort it out, okay? I'll I'll check it out. <laughs> I'll sort it out. <laughs> I'll sort it out. I'll get to the bottom of it. We can sort this out. It's okay. It's not until the end. It's one scene. Sure. And I'll tell you I enjoyed it. I, I, you know, I wasn't against it. I wasn't fundamentally opposed to it. How big of a dragon is he? Large. Okay, that's, that's. Like. Are we talking Smaug? Are we talking, like. A horse? I'm talking like at least D and D adult dragon. Okay. Um. Okay. So yeah, big. Big, big boy. Big fucking boy. Like she like, and he's got a horde, of course, in his cave, <laughs> of and he likes to bury himself in it when he sleeps. And, and like she'll boy. and she'll come up when he's like in dragon form, and he's like, like crooked his neck, and she'll just like come and like lay in his neck. Crook. Mm, that's nice. <laughs> when he's in big dragon form. That's kind of nice. I know. I need a big boy. I need a big boy. Yeah, a big, fu- a big ass fucking scaly dragon, dragon who's boy. who's uh, just a big big boy who's mean, but but then he gets kind of nice. <laughs> uh, but he's still kind of mean. He's he just has a mean demeanor. Well, there's like mean, and then there's like. Tuck the hair behind the yeah. ear. Mean. Yeah. 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 Okay. Spice level. Spice stars. level is a five. Spice level is a. I'd say it's a four stars. Mm-hmm. Spice level. 
I'm going to call it 4.5. Because mm. it was it was still a good amount of plot. <clears throat> yeah. And plot that didn't hinge on the spice. Yeah. But it was quite a bit of spice. Yeah. 4, 4.5. Okay. The Witch Slayer by Opal Rain. The Witch Slayer by Opal Rain. Mm-hmm. Great. Fucking dragon form. That's fantastic. Hell yeah. Okay. I just knew. I had a feeling. Okay. <laughs> they were going to fuck in their dragon. I had a feeling when you said he's a full dragon. I was like, full where's, where's the twist? <laughs> okay. So my books are also about dragons. Oh, hell yeah. Nothing to do with fucking though. Oh. Um, but we do have the Tea Dragon Festival or the Tea Dragon Society series. Oh, it's so cute. Okay. When I tell you these illustrations are the sweetest, coziest little illustrations and um i got these from the library library support your local library support your local library um so you've got just the sweetest little illustrations oh, look at that i, I love, love that the end pages wallpaper. yeah that'd be good it's the the um the end pages have um it's like this pale yellow background with like black tea kettles and little leaves and flowers and things so too so the tea dragon society this is a graphic these are graphic novels um they are big yeah they're i was large, expecting like little like not like thick but like big rectangle big rectangle um but they're very quick reads and they are there are um marketed towards kids so they're like zero spice right obviously obviously um, for children. They are literally for children. Um, but there's like, there's even the romance is very like insinuated, but it's so sweet. Oh my God. But boy, was I like tearing up with some of this stuff. But you can see like, it's a fantasy setting. Um, there's all kinds of different creatures involved. There's like these guys are like, they say they're of goblin blood. They're kind of human looking, but with like, horns and fangs and then you've got like this Tail. is a there's like a fawn character and look at her cutesiness <gasps> okay so well let me tell you the premise before we get into it yeah so the premise is that um there is this group of people that it's a dying art and they raise what are called tea dragons Ooh. tea dragons are these little domesticated dragons <gasps> they're like kitties Aww. they're so cute and they grow tea leaves on their head it's <laughs> 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 so cute oh my god so they grow tea leaves on their head and each of them has like a different type of tea oh my god and um you can pick you can harvest the tea and brew it and it actually will um when you drink the tea, it will show memories of the tea dragon's, like, memories with you as oh. its owner. Um, and they live for a very long time, so they that have a lot so of memories. Sweet. But, like, the, just the, look at the colors. Look at them. They are beautiful. Okay, this is the most wholesome, sweetest little story that I've ever read, and it was just, like... So many little life lessons Ugh. 
um, within it. We love. That I was like, I am so excited for when, <gasps> like, look at this beautiful. Just like she just opened to like an absolutely beautiful full, like double full page panel. And stunning. If you're, if you're stunning. An, if you're an artist or an illustrator, you would really appreciate these books anyway, um, which you are professionally. And then I just, I like painting and stuff. But I don't know professionally, but okay. <laughs> you are. You have a shop and everything. Okay. <laughs> but I want to show you as well. She, um, Katie O'Neill is the author. And um, she has other books like her very, her famous one is Princess, Princess Ever After. Um, it seems like it's gay. Ooh. I just get that vibe. I don't know. But this one has a lot of... <gasps> okay. So this is where the cutest <sighs> thing... Okay, so there's like a glossary in the back. And it will go through different types of tea dragons. So there's the jasmine tr- tea dragon, the rooibos, chamomile, or shamamale in some countries. <laughs> <laughs> Ginseng dragon. Oh my- and then there's the Earl Grey dragon, hibiscus. <gasps> Look at him. Look at her. Oh my god. Ginger and peppermint. Peppermint's really cute too. Oh my god, they're so cute, and guys. And they each have some of them have like the leaves grow from their like horns from their head, and then some of the leaves like grow around their collar. Some of them grow down their back, and they're just these cute little babies. Oh. And they each have their own kind of temperament, too, which is the cutest thing. Like, some of them are kind of cautious, sensitive. This That's one's cheerful so and friendly. cute. It's adorable. Okay. So, on top of this, there's a, there's a series. So, the first one is, um, her name is Greta. And she is a, uh, her mother is a blacksmith. And she's training under her. And she's kind of like... I don't know if I'm like into making swords and weapons, you know, and, and her mom is of course so sweet and understanding. It's like, I'm sure you'll find your thing. Um, but she did like, she has this, uh, I can't remember what it's called, like a fire sprite or Uh a brick sprite that is like her pet named brick. (laughs) Okay. And he helps her like with her smithing and everything. And then she finds this dragon that's being attacked by some dogs. And so she like pulls it away. And then she finds out that this dragon belongs to somebody. Comes up to Hezekiel, I think is his name. Hezekiel, Hezekiel. Anyway, oh, I think that's Hezekiel. Yeah, something like that. So anyway, he and he is... I don't know what he is. He's some kind of creature. He's some kind of little guy. He's but a furry. He's, but he's an old, old man. Um, and he runs this tea shop and makes these teas. <sighs> anyway, and she discovers what tea dragons are and decides she wants to be a part of it. Um, and then you meet um, Minette, who is also kind of an apprentice. And Minette comes from a monastery and she is a... Um, like a prophet from the monastery but she um has she was so she could see the future and she got so obsessed with seeing the future that she started seeing too much and in order to protect herself um she psychologically blocked like everything oh and kind of ran away from home and has little to no memory and even struggles with short-term memory oh wow okay so she'll like forget how to get home sometimes back to the house and it's really sweet and also a little sad. Um, 
But that's as far as the stakes go. Right. Um, then you have Ezekiel uh, has his partner, Eric. And Ezekiel and Eric used to be adventurers. And then you learn about their memories. She actually drinks the tea and Aww. sees the memories. And they like... Um, Eric, you learn how he got injured because he's in a wheelchair now. Um, and... So that's like the first book and kind of Greta learning about the society. The second book goes back in time to when Ezekiel and Eric were younger and focuses on this character named Rin, who is um, Eric's nibbling, um, where um, Rin is uh, non-binary. So uh, Eric is uh, Rin's uncle. So you meet Rin, who is a for forager. Forager. <laughs> Rin is a forager and um, forages for um, her village. His, uh, I'm sorry, their village. Right. And then runs into Aiden. Now Aiden is a dragon, a full dragon, a full dragon, not a cheap. Runs dragon. into Aiden. Aiden. And Aiden wakes up and is like, hey, what year is it? And Rin is like, um, it's this year. And Aiden's like, oh, no, I've been asleep for 80 years. <laughs> I was supposed to guard this village. <coughs> and I woke up way too late. <laughs> Yikes. So then you find out there's this creature in the forest that is, like, putting some people to sleep for a really, really long time. Ooh. Anyway, but again, still very low stakes. Like, it's nothing insane. Yeah. Anyway, so Aiden is this, like, I don't know. Aiden's kind of cute. I'm not going to lie. Aiden's a tootie patootie. He's a tootie patootie. Um, And Aiden and Rin hang out. And you find out that Rin lives in this village where they all raise tea dragons and all this stuff. And Aiden's kind of, like, finding his purpose. There's a whole tea dragon festival that this village celebrates. And again, it's just so cute. It's so adorable. Um, so that's so you go into a little bit more of the history, and then you see young Hezekiel, Hezekiel and Eric, um, and they're so cute. And then okay, so then um, one thing about the second book that I really love is that there's a special little note for the readers. There is a person that is hearing impaired, and they have sign language in the graphic novel. And so you, and it like totally flows. Once you understand like, oh, they're speaking in sign language, it totally flows and it's great. And I think her name is Leia is the character and it just totally flows and you love Leia and they're all great and it's adorable. That's so cute. It's adorable. Third book was the one that made me cry. Um, Oh my God. The third book was where I was like, okay, this book is hitting different because there's some beautiful life lessons here. So Minette, as you know, is like psychologically blocking. Right. And she's kind of trying to learn about herself again and kind of come back to herself. And she's struggling with like her identity because the monastery, the monastery is um, obviously very understanding that she needs to like go on this journey and do this thing. Um, But she hasn't been to see home in a while. She hasn't seen her parents. And the monastery sends her this tapestry that she was working on. So she was um, like cross-stitching or something, this tapestry. And it brings back all of these memories for her. And so she starts to really struggle. And 
Uh, she goes to Hezekiel and Hezekiel's like, well, you know, you should really talk to Eric because Eric knows exactly what it's like to go from one thing and become another. Because Eric used to be this incredible sword fighter and then, and he still is, but he's not the fighter that he was before because he's in a wheelchair. He got injured very badly. And this whole conversation, I just need to read this conversation. Um, He's talking about how he missed sword fighting and tried to keep up with it, but it just, starting the tea shop with Ezekiel became a new purpose for him. So he said, eventually I was ready to put down my sword for good. Well, except during pumpkin season. Ha 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 ha. You feel like you've lost your path. It's natural to be sad. It's all right to let those feelings wash over you and give them time to soak into the earth. That's when things start to grow again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I just, oh my God. And it's like these sweet little life lessons. And I'm just like, and, and I'm thinking like, what a beautiful book for kids yeah. to have. Because I was getting emotional reading these and I'm thinking like, this is for children? I would love to have these if I, if I was a kid. Because you've got, and you've got a lot of great representation in these as well. Yeah. Which I was just so happy to see. <clears throat> and here she's talking, she's ha- having a dream talking to like an ancestor of her people. And uh, it says, little one, you are the person you are meant to be. The years you work diligently at the monastery will always be part of you as will the years after when you felt lost and afraid. And so will all the years yet to come when the seeds you have been planting with your kindness and friendship will come into bloom. Everything that happens is part of your wholeness. The sadness, the loss, the hurt, as well as the joy, the love, the friendship, it is all part of your tapestry. And I'm just like... (laughs) I was just crying during all of these... It's just so beautiful. I, I realize like I'm giving away a little bit of the storyline, but it's they're kids' books and they're yeah. so super short. Yeah. But they're so sweet. <coughs> I also wanted to talk about them before we had to return them to the library. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that is the Tea Dragon Society. Oh um, zero spice, obviously. Zero because spice. these are technically children's books, but they are just they are a warm hug. If you need just something sweet and like emotionally, like you're cozy. not cozy, cozy, they're cozy. <laughs> they're cozy reads, and they're I love so that. beautiful. Even even the art itself is just very cozy. It's so pretty. Like I want to frame every page of this freaking book. I want to wallpaper just, my house with this book. I was inspired. I mean, the art obviously drew me to the books when I saw the cover. Um, again on TikTok, but I saw the cover and I was just like, that just looks like something I want to dive into. Yeah. You got these plants, these beautiful little, these cute little creatures and the tea dragons. Come on. I know. They're adorable. I know. And then you, you get this information in the back of the book too. That's just all about like the history of tea dragons. I think it even goes into like recipes of what you can make with the, with their tea. Oh, here's some more. Mountain chamomile. Uh, uh-huh. There's fennel and marshmallow. Oh my this god! This one you pick from its collar rather uh-huh. than its head. I fucking love that so much. And I want one. I want one. 
I really want one. Um, so yeah, Tea Dragon Festival, or the Tea Dragon Society series by Kate, Katie O'Neill. Uh, five out of five stars. For what it is, five out of five stars. Exactly. Period, I, queen. I love them so much. Yeah. Yeah. So, in terms of mouthfeel, mm-hmm. how would you describe the Tea Dragon Society? Okay, so you, if you were, like, sitting on, like, you're on a pink, picnic blanket, uh-huh. and the wind, it's fall, I would say, it's one of those, like, picturesque, like, fall days, perfect, crisp weather where you just need a little sweater, um, and you have a little hat, <clears throat> And you're sitting, and obviously we're drinking tea. Right. It's very important. Um, but we also have, like, a really good picnic spread. We've got cakes. We've got a charcuterie we've got, board. We've got a charcuterie board. We've got cheeses. We've got meats. We've got just jams and all of the good stuff. Um, and you are just sitting with your a group of people, your friends, and you're just talking about life and love. And you're crying, but you're also laughing, and you're just having a great time and then you all cuddle at the end that's so good that's it that's that's, that's so G-Dragon, good tea dragon society in terms of mouthfeel that's so good <clears throat> that's so good what about the witch slayer if you were to describe the witch slayer in terms of mouthfeel okay so the witch slayer mm-hmm. in terms of mouthfeel is like you just went on a long hike okay and you're sitting on sort of like a rocky hillside in the sun. Okay. You're feeling the warmth of the sun sort of like underneath your butt from the warm rock mm. on your face. Love that. And you're sort of reclining back, basking in the sun. And um, you pull out of your bag. Um, it's, it's like they're pop rocks. And you put the pop rocks in your mouth, but it's almost like the pop rocks have a little spark in them. <laughs> like fire yeah and the, and they and they like they're sparking in your mouth and they're popping in your mouth and it doesn't hurt it's just it's an odd sensation that you weren't expecting and um the flavor is still very good okay yeah that's 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 the witch slayer in terms of mouthfeel. you know what i'll take it you know? The Pop Rocks Sparky, the Sparky Pop Rocks was, a, I didn't see that coming. Sparky, Sparky Rocks. Sparky Rocks. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm into it. I didn't see it coming, but I'm into it. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for coming to a podcast of Smut and Dragons today. Lots of dragons. L- lots, lots of fucking dragons today. And. Lots of fucking medium, dragons. Yeah. And lots of fucking dragons. <laughs> Not all, yeah. We. Yeah, there you was, know. Look, there was some dragon fucking. Listen, there was some dragon fucking. Um, <laughs> there was some like dragon a person form fucking, and then there was a dragon fucking. Um, and you know, it's why we're here. We're open to all choices. Yeah, I was open to it. And yeah. listen, if you're not open to it, it's fine. It's just fine. just say you're boring and move on. <laughs> <laughs> Read my books instead. <laughs> Read Maggie's books instead. They're more wholesome. But if you want to fuck a dragon, <laughs> you know where to go. <laughs> Thanks 
Thanks for listening to our show. For more content from us, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at a podcast of Smut and Dragons. If you want to follow either of us individually, you can find me, Maggie, on Instagram and TikTok at Tea with Margaret and Jillian on Instagram and TikTok at Jillian Keishlin Art. Leave us a comment and say hi, guys. We would love to hear from you and hear about your thoughts on the books we've read. Give us a little book rack every once in a while, too. Also, please be lovely and leave us a little sassy review on Apple Podcasts. 